0: Welcome to the Cash-Based Practice Owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways, but all outside of being in-network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. Today's guest is Josh Davis. Josh is a new grad PT from ETSU and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He currently owns and operates TriStar Barbell, which is focused on a hybrid model of in-person and online remote strength programming. All right, you guys, thank you so much for uh, jumping in, whether you're here watching live or you're gonna be watching later on the replay. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to our cash-based practice owners interview series where I'm talking to people all over the country who are doing different things, non-traditional healthcare, which is awesome. Um, So today we have our special guest, Josh, that I have known since earlier this year and he's doing awesome, amazing things. Um, And we'll definitely get into that, but thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks, you, thank you, I appreciate it, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, cool, and we got one viewer this morning, which is amazing. Hey, Travis. <laughs> nice. um, that's, I mean, it's pretty good for like 9.30 yeah. for me in the middle of the week, so. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome, cool. Um, all right, so Josh, if you don't mind, I know you and I have talked quite a bit. So we know a little bit about each other. But for people who don't know you tell us a little bit about your background. uh, And what what's led you, you know, on your journey to where you are today.
1: Yeah, so my name is Josh Davis. Um, I'm a new grad PT from East Tennessee State University. If you couldn't tell by my hick <laughs> accent, <laughs> but um, but no, I I graduated in uh, December and you know passed boards in January, um, and I've been a personal trainer for gosh, I guess five years now. Um, that's kind of what you know how I got gas money for PT school and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, so I've always been interested in kind of merging the two. So, after PT school, I was kind of wanting to go more outpatient realm. Um, so, I and I love to travel. So, I started my first travel rotation in Boone, North Carolina in March. Three weeks in, COVID happened and was like, you don't need to be here. So, <laughs> they, they canceled that contract. Um, so, you know, it was literally that night I kind of, you know, was just mulling over what I was going to do. Um, cause I haven't planned for anything like this. Like, you know, it, my plan was to be a travel PT for two or three years. My wife and I travel. Then when you settle down in East Tennessee, have kids and you know, the whole nine. So I've always wanted to kind of like I said, merge the, the two and have my own thing, but I, not in a million years, that I think it was going to be as a new grad. Um, <laughs> that's something I, you know, was not mentally prepared for nor actually prepared for. Um, so I started doing some research and I talked to uh, Jess from Wonderless PTs Um, and and she, she's got a mastermind course, which is where I met Morgan and, um, and, you know, started that and that, you know, kind of lit a fire underneath me. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be in charge of my own stuff. I want to be pandemic proof basically. Um, and, and kind of just, you know, run my own thing. so I literally jumped in head first, like, you know, just did a little bit of research, um, (laughs) as, as much as you can. Um, and, 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 you know, definitely was surrounded by great people and, and a bunch of help. So, um, So I started TriStar Barbell, which is started off being more rehab and uh, strength conditioning online programming, but due to Tennessee direct access laws, which Morgan and I have talked about, I have to have one year of experience being a PT, and I don't have that, obviously. So it's shifted more towards just strength programming, which is what I'm passionate about most anyway. Um. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, I just recently signed on with the home health agency here in town. So that'll be my full time uh, job. Whereas, you know, the Tristar will be more of a side business, like a side hustle. So it's kind of where we're at.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It's been quite a year <laughs> since graduating. and <laughs> <least>. getting here. <laughs> um, but cool. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a place where, you know, you're still kind of like, in control of what you're doing. It just, it looks a little bit different than we thought it would. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but sometimes things work out the way that they're supposed to. Um, for sure. So, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your business and what it is that you do, who you work with and how you do that.
1: Yeah, so I'm all about empowering with strength conditioning principles. I also have my CSCS, which I got my last year of PT school. Um, So I'm all about merging those two and applying strength conditioning principles to rehab and just in general training. So the idea with the business was it to be kind of like something I can do again on the side, but mostly online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with you know remote coaching or just more templates is what I, w- I would you know eventually love to do because that's more just self automated and just kind of does its own thing. Um, so I kind of started off doing a three tiered system with you know varying types of assistance. Um, you know, I started off more Zoom because that was in the you know the the high point of COVID, so nobody really wanted to go out um, or you know meet me at gyms or anything like that. Um, so it was mostly online, it's now shifted a little bit to in-person as well, which I'm cool with. Obviously the home health, you know, gig is going to kind of put a, you know, monkey wrench in that, but, um, that's, you know, that, that's been good in the meantime. Um, you know, that's, I've, I've mostly had, um, existing clients from where I was a personal trainer before. That's been the majority of of my clientele as of now. I think, you know, the, the one thing that I need to start doing more is broadcasting myself and kind of getting out in the community a little bit more. Because a lot of people just, you know, even if I post on Facebook or Instagram, they just don't know what it is, you know. So and especially in my area in East Tennessee, it's not the most healthy area anyway. <laughs> um, literally put butter on everything. So. Um, but yeah, so, it, you know, it, the, the online strength conditioning you know portion is something that I feel my community needs. It's just something new that I've been trying to, you know, roll out to local gyms and stuff like that Um, and hope with hopes of it being more automated and kind of run itself. Um, You know, something I can kind of check in with clients every once in a while. The only clients I've really had have been older women, mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of convey and I advertise in in the same sense in that. I love strength training and those principles, and the objective, if you're working with me, is to get strong and get strong for life. Now, granted, you know, I'll, there's there's a bunch of stuff that goes along with that, um, you know, just general well-being and you know, health and wellness. But I also like covering habit training and you know, habit tracking, um, recovery, track sleep, you know, that sort of thing. Um, that's something I've really enjoyed that I feel like in my rotations in PT school. It's hard in a general outpatient that's you know not necessarily a meal, but you see a lot of people, you know, pretty often, you just can't check those boxes efficiently. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, the online space that is invaluable. I mean, you can constantly check in with people. Granted, you need to set barriers of when people can, can contact you. That's something I learned pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you'll be getting constant texts and emails, but but no, I mean that's that's kind of you know, star in a in a nutshell. Um, I'm starting to really trying to do more programs that people can buy that are just like, you know, one shot, just purchase this, you, you run it, you know, Not and I'm not really involved as much. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's really cool to see that you know, there's a kind of like, like the traditional path in healthcare, you know, like a typical physical therapy job. And then there are a lot of people that are in this group that I've interviewed in this group that, you know, take it from like kind of a traditional setting to non-traditional just because it's cash. But then there are a lot of other things that you can do as well. You know, there are a lot of people who are very like fitness oriented, so you can start doing, um, you know, like strength and conditioning training, fitness coaching, health coaching, whatever it is. Um, you know, just because you are a therapist, doesn't mean that you can't, you know, like pursue your passions and the things that exactly. you're interested in. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. That's really cool. And like we have found there's a lot less restrictions on doing strength yes. and conditioning.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. It's kind of a yeah. wild west there.
0: I know. But- And like I like there are so many people who bring this question up like in different Facebook groups. It's like, well, Uh we're doctors (laughs) and like, you know, we're we're so restricted by this, you know, like you guys watching, so like Josh and I, and Josh, you can probably explain this a little bit better, but Uh you know, like earlier this year, like Josh was really focusing on like more doing like PT stuff, you know, still kind of like strength, like athletes focused, but more PT. And so we were trying to figure out like how he could do this. If he lost his job, how is he supposed to get experience, you know? And so he like has the courage to make his own business, but then the state board is like, no, you need one year of experience. And it's like, well, I'm trying, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, tell us a little bit more about like that kind of like mini journey um, and how you came to the conclusion to just be like, whatever, I'm, I'm doing strength
1: and conditioning. Yeah, it, it was, it was more of it. I mean, it, it was re- relatively easy pivot, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is the best way of, of looking at it. Yeah. Um, because I already had both of those pillars, you know, built in to my business mm-hmm. model, what I was going to offer. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that I found is, and I'm not, a, you know, a lawyer by any means, so don't take, <laughs> you know, take this a grain of, grain of salt. But, um, you know, from what I found is even if someone has injuries, if, if you're a personal trainer, people hurt. I mean, that's, it's very rare that, that you get somebody, you know, as a client that's like, you know what, I just want to get strong or, you know, lose a couple pounds and nothing hurts. I've never had any injuries. So to say that there's, you know, such that, you know, these two polar opposites, you got PT and strength conditioning, there's always that, that middle area. And I think majority of the time it's always in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you know and 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 I, I treat just like i train so it's hard for me to distinguish between pt what i feel pt is and strength conditioning um so you know after after really diving you know pretty deep into the the you know practice act and what i can and cannot do and talking to a bunch of other pts um and strength coaches as well is i just kind of come you know I, I found my risk profile in my head So if it's somebody that I know around here that I personally know, like, for instance, I've got two clients that are my wife's like best friends. Chances are, let's be honest, they're probably not going to sue me. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, you know, if in another thing, too, is and this is what I I had uh, one one PT tell me, um, is that if you're good to the patient and you're doing right by them, you're you're not going to probably be sued chances are um, and you know so, so long as you know that you're safe and you're acting within your you know your own right so um, once I decided that I just I, I'm not a big fan of dealing with the insurances which I'm sure most you know, are the okay. same way yeah and <laughs> to be honest I'm not a big fan of dealing with with doctors either um, and that's nothing again you know, I'm sure there, there's great on both sides um, but I like being in control of, of the my, my own client my patient Um, and I don't, you know, like necessarily being told that I've got X amount of visits to get, you know, X thing done. Um, so I'm more on the end of, you know, do what's best for the person and then tailor the program accordingly. Um, so sorry, I know I'm bouncing like all the way around the question, but, uh, but yeah. So like once I found that out with the practice act, I just really pivoted hard towards strength conditioning. And to be honest, that's kind of more of a passion project anyway. Mm-hmm. Where and I'm and I'm passionate about physical therapy, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just literally can't really do it right now. I mean I could I could go get, you know, a, a referral or something, but I just feel like that's a bunch of headache that I just don't feel like dealing with right now. I would mm-hmm. rather just stick, you know, one dimensional strength conditioning, and if somebody's got like low back pain, which more than likely they probably do, or whatever, you know, like we'll I'm still gonna give the similar exercises that I was doing if I was doing PT. So I just treat the same way. And I've got some legal documents and waivers that, you know, just basically says this is not physical therapy. Um, and it's obviously a lot more in depth than that. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, so, so long as that the client and I are both in agreement that this is not PT, it may, we may be doing exercises that you've done in PT. If you've been there before, chances are probably not. Um, cause I like doing you know loaded carries that, that type of thing. And I, you know, most time in PT clinics, there's no dumbbells over 10 pounds, so let alone a barbell, <laughs> you know, so um, it doesn't really look like PT anyway. My, my treatments, you know, in, in the traditional sense, um, yeah. and I kind of pride myself on being non-traditional as a therapist anyway. Um, so I, I, I don't know that that line gets blurred very easily for me between strength coach and, and PT.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of us deal with, you know, kind of internally where it like, it looks a lot of the same thing. And like, I do a lot of the same stuff, you know, like we've talked about, you know, like I've been working with people in my garage gym downstairs and I have a rack and barbells and all of that stuff. And so like, to somebody just walking by my house, it probably looks like personal training, but then like I am. So like it is, it is kind of weird, you know, and like, we'll probably see, over the next few years, like into the future, you know, we might see more people doing that, or like, potentially, like, there might be some changes in laws surrounding that, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, like, the main, the main point is, and like, what I like to tell people is, for people who are both therapists, and like personal trainers, strength and conditioning coaches, or whatever, you know, I like to have both certifications so that I can, like, look at both practice scopes and just Mm -hmm. like that helps me differentiate things too. So like, as long as I'm doing everything that a CSCS could, then like, that's what it is. Um, you know, and the same thing like in my paperwork I have for wellness coaching, you know, I have Mm -hmm. like, even though my wellness coach is a physical therapist, I understand that I'm not receiving skilled physical therapy services. Um, you know, and like you said, as long as everybody's on the same page, and I think, you know, if you do start working with somebody, they have some kind of injury, like mm-hmm. your like therapy, like spidey sense might start going off that they need like more help or something, <laughs> you know, then you should have like the the capacity to refer them out, like if, exactly. if they need it. So yeah, you know, like I think as long as everybody's just being like straightforward and honest about what they're doing, then we're good to go.
1: I agree, I agree.
0: Yeah, yep. awesome. I know that there are a lot of people here that are also interested in this stuff. I think one of the biggest questions that I always get is what's the difference between like therapy and wellness services? Um, mm-hmm. And like sometimes that's defined, sometimes it's not, um, but it's kind of up to you to try to figure out and yeah. differentiate as well. I agree. Um. So we've been through a lot of struggles this year, but um, in particular, as a business owner, Josh, you know, when you were first getting started, what were some of like the barriers you came across, whether they were like mental or logistically um, in developing your business and how did you get past those?
1: Yeah, I think it was all the above for sure, um, especially at first, you know, was the mantle um, just, you know. For one, I'm I'm a new grad. So, you know, there's obviously that kind of imposter syndrome of like, oh, you think you can run a business? You've not been a PT long enough, you know, <laughs> you, you know that, that, that type of thing. So, um, you know, w- once I kind of talked to a bunch of people, I surrounded myself with just great mentors. I consider mentors. Um, and, you know, they they kind of laid out, you know, a good, I guess, game plan and blueprint. Um, I've, you know, been, a, a been in, in, a lot of Facebook groups, and a lot of type of stuff, masterminds that has helped tremendously. I highly recommend doing that for the person that's, you know, thinking about starting a side business or their own business, either one. Um, I think, you know, that, that experience is, is paramount. You know what I mean? Like, especially if, if you've never owned your own business, you never sold anything, you know, at all. Um, so that was the big thing is just kind of gaining the confidence in myself, um, that I could do this and that I'm going to have to learn as I go anyway. Um, and, you know, kind of just see what happens. Because um, I I knew it wouldn't be something that, especially like I said, in my area, um, personal training's not huge anyway, um, which is why I tailored it more towards online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, you know, it, it was one of those things where, I just started talking to everybody that was, you know, everybody that I could and just soak mm-hmm. up as much knowledge. To take, I've literally taken so many notes. I've got like two, you know, notebooks and like <laughs> word docs full of just notes. But, um, but yeah, so like that, could, you know, that, that, that was the main thing there. And then educating myself on just how to, you know, do you go sole proprietorship? Do you go LLC? I mean, that was stuff that we don't learn in PT school. Um, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, there's only so much they can fit into, you know, into the <laughs> curriculum and that's not you know, tested on the board. So, um, you know, that that's kind of where it's are strong line. But you just got to educate yourself, um, especially if you're strongly considering it. Actually, I say if you're considering it at all, you know, if, if that, you know, kind of gets you fired up thinking that you want to start your own kind of passion project on the side. Just soak up as much knowledge as you can. And, and you, and sometimes, you know, you just have to find it and just look for it. I spent forever trying to find waiver forms and like stuff like that. Um, And, you know, it's, it's tough, it's tough. And, and, you know, you don't, you you never know what all it entails until you're actually in it. and I mean, it was a bit more, but it wasn't so much so that like I was wanting to, you know, wave the white flag and abandon ship. I mean, I was just like, All right, I need to figure out more of this. And I'm, I'm a very driven individual anyway. So once I put my mind to something, it's going to happen, you know, it, as long as I can help it. So. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, logistically, the online space was pretty tough. I've never built a website in my life. So I was like, was it like my space? No, it wasn't my space. There was any, anyway, there was like something way back in the day, like middle school I was using where you could like make your own page or whatever. But um, anyway, like, you know, that, that was my experience there. So I had to kind of teach myself how to, you know, what platform to use. I use Squarespace and it's pretty basic, um, but I had to figure that out. I had to figure out like email campaigns. I mean, it was, it you know, there was a lot going on. So I think it, it's, it's all in, you know, what you want to make it, um, you know, for me personally, I just want it to be efficient and that leaves me the least amount of, you know, back-end work as possible. Um, that leads to more, you know, automated services that you got to learn. So that's that, that's other kind of tough part too, but, but yeah. Yeah,
0: like you didn't think that you would also be getting a computer science degree. <laughs> like- exactly,
1: literally, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't think I'd be worried about like building the logo, picking colors, you know, yeah. like, shoo. It's 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 quite a bit, but that that's that brings me to another thing that I meant to mm-hmm. mention earlier is I originally wanted to cater towards CrossFit athletes, um, just because there's there are a bunch of gyms in my area and I've seen that as an opportunity. Well, I do CrossFit type workouts, but I don't go to CrossFit classes. And mm-hmm. I found that to be a pretty big barrier. Um, I think, you know, CrossFit is, is a niche that you need to be kind of part of the community. And that's something that I've been trying to do a little bit more of if I want to work with that population, because they're not necessarily just looking for services outside of the box. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That's the last Absolutely. One to mention too. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to bring up, you know, like it was something that like I slid into like pretty easily because I had already been part of the community, like I've been doing CrossFit for 2 years. I was at my gym for like 8 months before I even started anything. Um mm-hmm. and I know like one of my clients that I've been working with, like it was pretty easy for him to start because he's been in the community too. Um, you know, and so it's not something that's impossible. It's just right. that you have to join the community you know and and make friends yep. with people
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um, yeah. yeah instead of just being like more of an outsider and i think that's a really good point that you bring up you know a pretty big tip with whatever niche you're getting into is you have to show up and show that you know you're a good community member um yep. in order to in order to sell things to anybody <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> because they, they they need to know like and trust you um mm-hmm. and that whole thing um, yep. so yeah, like you just building a business, you know, like Josh was saying, you end up learning so much stuff, especially about like the online space, the digital marketing and everything that none of us learn at school, unless you went mm-hmm. to school for digital marketing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think a lot of us here, you know, we don't really have a lot of experience with it. And it's, you know, it pushes you like you were saying. You know, where it's like, oh, my God, can I really do this? Like, there's just mm-hmm. so much, um, you know. But if you're somebody who likes a challenge, you know, and like you said, you're pretty driven, um, mm. you can figure it out. And oh, yeah. the, the thing is, is that it's a learning experience for your entire life. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. really stop. Um, so you might learn some things initially, but then it's going to keep coming and you're going to keep learning new things. Exactly. Um, which is awesome. Um, So like if you were talking to somebody and they were considering starting their own business, what are like two or three qualities or characteristics in a person you think are important in order to be a business owner?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I think, you know, one, we already touched on just being driven. I I Mm -hmm. think you have to have that, that fire underneath you to to, you know, you, you have to have a reason why you're doing it or mm-hmm. when it gets tough, you're not going to, you know, fall through with it. You kind of fall off the wagon. That's kind of something I talk to all my clients about and just doing a general workout program. I think the same applies to starting your own business. I mean, you, you know, you've got to you've got to figure out, you know, the reason why you're wanting to do it and lean on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just be able to roll with the punches, be flexible. That's that's been one huge thing. I mean, if 2020 has taught me anything, <laughs> flexibility <laughs> is like key. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you r- really need to be able to to you know work around things um, and and just figure out new routes. You know that you may not have have thought about before. Um, that that's going to better you and your business along the way. Um, and again, I think the other thing is just kind of be humble with it. Um, you know, if, if you've never ran a business, don't expect that, you know, you're going to have X amount of followers on Instagram and people are just going to be lining up the door, you know, waiting to, to have your services. That's not really typically the way it goes. So, you know, for me personally, it, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a slow process, but I knew that going in, mm-hmm. um, that it would be a, you know, a work in progress. Um, so I think setting expectations is, is huge as well um you know just like whenever we're working with our patients we don't you know expect them to make these huge jumps in their plan of care that's why we have plan of care we show them stepwise you know progressions i think the same thing applies for for the business space um you know you can't really expect to, to like i said you know set up a, a instagram account for your business and then you know add your squarespace website and then think that it's going to just well, I'm done. Let's <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, just wait till the, you know, the Brinks truck rolls up with all the money. I mean, you know, that's that's not really how it goes. So um, I think being, you know, being patient as well. Um, and that kind of goes with the driven aspect. I mean, you know, it's, it's a kind of slow process, you know, in, in, in general, especially if, if you're new to the area, like most of us probably are um, kind of just got to just roll with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, Staying motivated, staying dedicated, and at the same time, like not putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. Which is
0: hard. It's very difficult not to do that.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's like my my wife, I'm sure she's like so annoyed with me. I'll I'll be like, Will you look at this Instagram post and like see if it's like kinda funny but not too funny? And she's like, post it, whatever. <laughs> you know. So it's like, you know, you can you can make it what you want, but you know, I think I think a lot of times, you know, you can just Just put yourself out there and then make the business an extension of you. And people Mm -hmm. are, you know, for the most part are going to see that.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point to bring up, you know, like, especially like people who are starting a business that is like just you, you know, they want to see more of you, you know, they want to see what it is you're doing, why you're passionate about it, who it's going to help, why you're doing it. Um, You know, and then people are going to do business with you because of you, you know, not necessarily because of any like fancy equipment you have or fancy Mm -hmm. programs or whatever it is. Um, You know, the people who will come to you will be connecting with you. And as long as you care about them and are happy to help them, that's what they're looking for.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So awesome. Cool. Um, And I know like you kind of talked about it a little bit before already, but one of the biggest questions that I get, and I think everybody's number one worry is where do I find clients? So what were some of like the first few steps that you took um, to start bringing on paid clients?
1: So the, the, the first step I did is like where I was, I was a personal trainer before, um, I just started reaching out to, to clients because I actually worked at the local YMCA. They mm-hmm. had to furlough due to COVID and everything. So I had my existing clients there before. So that was an easy transition for, for a few of them is just that, you know, we can't do it here. So now I have this service that I can offer. So that was a pretty easy transition. Um, and that's kind of what I leaned on, you know, for the beginning. So then I started offering uh, referral. Not I, I wouldn't even say discounts. I hate using that word because it like it discounts, you know, the product. But Rewards, I guess, is, is a better way of looking at it, um, because word of mouth is going to be the, the main driver, in my opinion. I mean, you can market as much as you want to online, but like we said earlier, if you're not out in the community or people are not talking about you, like, you know, hey, have you seen so-and-so's program? I've lost X amount of weight and my you know squats went up, you know, whatever. Um, I think that's going to be the big thing. Um, so just getting out there. And I think it's easy to get bogged down in the online stuff. Like I said earlier, with like Instagram posts and stuff, you know, it's it's not gonna generate as much business as you would think, especially on like, you know, for instance, like on Facebook, I've got like however many friends on there. Like I just, if, if anybody sends me a friend request, I'm like, yep, yeah, that's fine, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like in my head, I'm like, you know, I've got X amount of friends on Facebook. This is gonna be awesome. I'll just be able to send it out to everybody and they're gonna see it. And surely I'll get like, you know, five or 10 or whatever even then it's just not you know very engaging because it's not super personal you know what i mean like it's one of those things where you know they can just see it and they just keep scrolling Mm -hmm. so um i think having strong calls to action within if you are going to post online which you should still i'm not saying don't do that but you know i think there's got to be levels of different posts that you can do to make it more engaging and not just look like an ad if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Cause I think a lot of times people are just kind of turned off by that. And they just, you know, they feel like you're just, you're just strictly selling something and they, they're not interested. So they keep going. Um, so I think, you know, also, you know, kind of showing off some testimonials and stuff like that. I think that's huge. You know, that, um, social proof aspect of it as well is big. Um, and if you can do that in person at a gym, like, you know, I, I don't really know how that would look cause I'm not really in that space, but you know, if you got like a, a wall of fame or something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like put up PRs or whatever. Um, you know, that, that's one, one way of doing it as well. If you're in, you know, if you're like a PT slash strength coach in a, in a box or something, you know, you could easily do that. Um, so that's another way that you could do it. But I mean, I think, again, getting out in the community is going to be the, the main driver and just kind of just talking to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like you bring up a really good point with reaching out to people you've worked with before. Yep. Um, you know, I think a lot of us don't really think about that. You know, when you're first getting started, it's like, where am mm-hmm. I going to find like all these new people to work with? Um, and honestly, that can be a really great place to start is, you know, reaching out to people that you've already built a relationship with, you know, and they've already paid you before it's a lot easier to sell to these people because they want to be with you. Um, you know, and so that can be a really good way to get started. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, neither of us are saying poach patients from your current job. That's a bad idea.
1: Yeah, don't do that.
0: Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Um, and then I, unless you were just like going on a campaign to burn every single bridge you have, probably don't. <laughs> not a good. Um, idea. Yeah. You know, like some some workplaces with PTs that I've talked to, other therapists I've talked to, you know, their supervisors actively tell them like please advertise to our discharged patients. But that's a conversation to have with your employer because some employers really do not want you to do that. Um, So yeah, but like, you know, like if you've done personal training for people before, if you worked with people privately before in some capacity, or, you know, like if you have like, I myself have worked with patients in clinic before that I had a really good relationship with and I was comfortable, you know, like being friends with them outside of the clinic, you know, and it's a year later, you know, maybe reach out to them, like people like that you know, and that's, that's all fine and good, but no poaching, please. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Well, and, and I think the other thing too, is like if you're in a clinic that is more, I guess, progressive in a sense, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, just if if you're a strength coach as well, and you're interested in doing, you know, personal training as well, that's, that's a plus that you've got over, you know, some, some of your colleagues in that, you know, you're, you have an ability to offer a service that is going to get you even more, you know, the clinic, even more clients, you know, you could go up to the you know director and say, hey, you know, I'm looking to do this. You know, maybe could, you know, would this be an option, um, you know, to maybe add in some, you know, after somebody's discharge, you just kind of follow up with the wellness program. You know, you could say, I'm, I'm willing, you know, would this be an option for us? And I could lead that um, mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously in my fast experience of being a PT, <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> you know, I think I think that, you know, personally from the outside, I'm kind of looking in with that is. I mean, you're just showing your, 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 you know, amount of value that you can bring to the company. And that's something that I feel that PT can kind of transition towards is, is adding in that, that aspect. I know I was at a clinic in Arizona for one of my rotations and that's what they would do is they would have, you know, PT, as soon as you're discharged, if you're interested, they offered like you know wellness programs for, you know, at some point it could be at, you know, at first three visits or a discount because you're with the, the company and then you just kind of roll on out and, you know, it just continues the progress from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, don't be as close-minded as some yeah. <laughs> some institutions are. You know, like like yep. Josh said, if, you know, you're open-minded and you show that to, like, the people that you're working with and also show that, like, you're being innovative and trying to just, like, do what's best for everybody, yep. um, you know, that'll set a really positive tone for everybody working together. Um, awesome. Cool. So, um, getting kind of down to the last couple of questions. Um, if somebody came to you and was like, Hey Josh, I'm thinking about starting my own practice or like my own like training business, but I'm not really sure. Um, what advice would you give them to like help them figure out if they should start their own business?
1: Yeah, and that's funny you say that because I actually had a buddy from PT school that he was, you know, he was, he's tired of the, you know, ca- the not cash base. He wants to do cash base. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's tired of the insurance model, and he he was like, you know, how's your business been going? You know, like I'm kind of thinking about doing it, and I said, you know, well, do you know what all entails? And he's like, no, that's kind of what I was, you know, looking for. So I think reaching out to somebody um, that, that has direct experience with it is going to be huge. Um, but because once I started kind of going over what we talked about today, you know talking about it took me X amount of days to do a website. It took me you know this, this and this, I had to wait on you know an LLC to get you know finalized. I had to you know consult some lawyers. I mean there's a lot of back end stuff that people you know may not think about. so I think you know having having your platform is, is great, Morgan, that you can kind of let people know like hey this is this is what all it entails you know that you can reach out to people and and, and get information. Uh, you know, kind of before you get in too deep and, you know, you're up to here and like money sunk into the business and, you know, you don't have the, you know, the caseload or patients to, or clients to to show for it. Um, so I think just, you know, again, starting off reaching out, which I think is, is great with, you know, with, with what you have going on in the group and, you know, kind of just seeing if, you know, you could even kind of test the waters in a sense. Like, I know, I had a, a buddy that, that, that is a CrossFitter and I sent out like a, I made a program that was essentially what I was running and I sent it to him and he kind of beta tested it. And, you know, like I said, I've known him forever. So he, he was a buddy of mine. He gave me, you know, you know, kind of pointers on, on this and I kind of then went forward and I'm like, you know what, I think I've got a product that people, you know, kind of dig and they, and, and they'll like it. So that gave me some confidence too. Um, so I think, you know, train your family you know, whatever, or or even, you know, treat your family. It doesn't have to be just trained, obviously. Um, So, you know, I I think that's something that you can kind of, you know, hone in some skills for sure before Mm -hmm. you get, you know, so far in it that, you know, there's a point of no return type thing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, you know, test as much as you can. Before, you know, look for places where you can learn, look for communities that you can learn from, you know, potentially hire like a coach or a mentor to just have somebody to tell you, like, okay, Josh, here's exactly what you need to do. And I think that's um, huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so helpful um, to mm-hmm. have those kind of people around. And yeah, just like I think, um, you know, and a piece of it too is just being honest with yourself. You know, if it's Mm -hmm. something that you really like feel like in your soul that you're meant to do this or not, you know, because it's not for everybody. And that's fine. It's totally Mm -hmm. fine. Um, Exactly. Yeah. But if you do have like even like a little whisper, like "Mm, maybe I should get out of the insurance game because it's the worst. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, give it a try. um, And see what happens. So awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information and how things have been going for you with your business. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So I've got an Instagram at Tristar Barbell. Also have a Facebook page. Um, and that's about it right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, don't really have a, a whole lot of communication stuff going on. Um, I also have an email. It's Josh at TristarBarbell.com. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm, you know, slowly trying to start, you know, building it on the side. Um, it's you know, gonna be really interesting once I start this home health job, see how much time <laughs> I can put, you know, forth, you know, towards it. But but yeah, it's been a fun ride and I, I highly recommend it to, you know, like you said earlier, if somebody's got any any sort of fire underneath them to, to do this, I think they should make the leap. 2020 is the year. What are you going
0: to lose? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, great. Thank you so much for being here, Josh. I really appreciate it. Um, And, you know, you guys watching, you know, if you are interested in starting your own practice, you know, reach out to me, reach out to Josh. We can both tell you like our honest opinions on on all the things that we've been through. Um, Yeah. And definitely give it a try if it's something that you want to do. So, yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Josh. And I hope everybody has a good rest of their day.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: That's a wrap, thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you work so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the cash-based healthcare entrepreneurs group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. So who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at at morganatthewellphysio.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.